pushing buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny episode 251. Today I'm going to chat with Paul Noonan from Foxtrot Mike, discuss the gun control bill just signed into law, and a big win at SCOTUS, highlight the new dissent from CMMG, and talk about the results of Miami's guns for Ukraine buyback. I'm your host, Ava Flannell, and Paul, how are you doing today? Great, Ava. It's great to be here. We really appreciate you having us on the show. Well, it was hard enough to track you down. I've actually, yeah. I mean, think about it. I've wanted you on the show since, I guess, beginning of February, I think. Yeah, I think you're as busy as I am. Right? Yeah. I uh, you're busy too. I mean, I think you should understand that. Right? You're right. I know. Yeah. Here I am pointing fingers at you, but really, I'm just as much as at fault. <laughs> okay, awesome. So, and guys, I just want to apologize ahead of time. If you guys hear any, well, if you hear any background noise, that was my washing machine going off. But as you guys know, I said in the last episode, I've been getting my house ready to put on the market. It's on the market. And now I'm literally recording in an empty room. And if there's lots of echoing, I apologize. That's why, because there's just nothing absorbing the sound. Because I'm literally just in this little room with my mic and my computer. And it's a pretty sad scene. Oh, and Peaches is on my lap. So I guess it's not totally sad. But yeah, there's that. Anyways, Smith & Wesson. If you guys want a good full-size gun, definitely check out the M&P 2.0s from Smith & Wesson. Personally, one of my favorite guns. They come in a variety of different calibers, 9mm 40 Smith & Wesson, 10mm 45 ACP, different barrel lengths ranging from 4 to 5 inches depending on the model, 15 round mags for 9mm, 10 for 45 some of them are optic ready. They include, you know, night sights or red dots, lots of different options, even colors, black, FDE, two-tone, you name it. I mean, they're available. And if you want to check any of those out, head on over to smith-wesson.com. Learn the things you never knew on Deconstructing the Industry. All right, Paul, before we start talking about Foxtrot Mike products, I want to know a little bit about your background and how you got to where you are today. Well, I started off as a machinist and I well, actually, it's a, I'll go in the Wayback Machine. I used to have a motorcycle shop and we used to restore Japanese motorcycles and sell them back to the Japanese. Oh, and nice. the last, yeah, we would build 69 to 76 motorcycles that were large CC Kawasaki's and Honda's restore them and we'd fill shipping containers and that's back to Japan. And the last thing I needed to learn was machining. I did uh, paint, upholstery, turned wrenches, electrical. And so I started doing manual machining classes and then studied CNC and a guy named Mike Ingle, who was running uh, De Anza College, saw I had kind of a, an affinity for it and I was driven. I didn't pick things up the quickest, but I worked harder than my peers mm -hmm. <laughs> and I, I kind of excelled at CNC and really learned to love it. And it ended up getting in to run in a rapid prototyping team for a medical device industry. Oh, and wow. I started to make gun parts back then for myself and 
was shooting. My brother was a long range shooter and I was making little parts for my AR and my 1022 and the gun started going out in the world and a couple guys owned gun stores and said, Hey, did you make this part? Can you make them for me? And then it all started. And then I got a call one day, I bought a Hawes CNC and I decided I was going to put it in my garage to do consulting on the side. Mm-hmm. And I got a call one day from a guy who said, Hey, there's a guy, he wants you to make a part for him. And I met him and we met and we clicked and I made some parts for him and he started calling and I'd make onesie twosie parts. And I found out he was well known in the industry and he made some right connections. And mm-hmm. in that field, having a recommendation goes a long way. And that's kind of where it went. It went really started to go fast at that point about 10 years ago. We started to be being a machinist and a practical, simple, I see beauty and simplicity. And I would be invited to meetings with a room full of engineers and they'd have a problem and I'd look at it and say, well, if you change this, your problem would go away. And I did that for a long time, started to set up shops to make firearm parts. Most people don't know this. I set up New Frontier Armory. Uh, I set that up. I taught them how to make uppers and lowers and all that stuff. Then went around the country and did that for a while and just worked for a lot of companies. Uh, We worked for Wilson Combat for a long time. We helped design the EDCX9 handgun for them, the AR9s and AR10s and some other compelling products. And we realized that I just couldn't afford anything that I was making. Mm -hmm. In other words, the companies that I was working for were making products that I couldn't afford. And I looked around and I realized that the majority of households in the U.S. make less than $50,000. And I'm like, well, if I started a company, I would want to make the best possible product at the best possible price for consumers. And that would be my brand. Mm-hmm. And my partner and friend called me one day. He said, why do you keep making everyone else rich? You know, yeah. when the EDCX line launched, he's all, did somebody give you one of those guns? I'm like, no. And that pissed him off. Mm -hmm. He's like, why are you making other people rich? You've been doing it for a long time. You should start your own company. And I said, well, I don't have $3 million to start a company. And the next day I got an email and he opened a bank account and he put the money in the bank and said, I want you to start your own company. He didn't do it for the money. Wow. I didn't do it for the money. Mm -hmm. I did it for philosophical reasons. And we have grown exponentially. We put every dollar we've made back into the business and we have a successful company and we haven't pulled any money out. The only thing we've spent money on is our company. Wow. And yeah, we That's pretty incredible. six years. Okay. So you started the company. This was six years ago. Yes. Wow. You guys have gained quite a bit of traction just in the six years. Well, I would have thought for sure you would have been around for a little bit longer than that. Well, we started out, I think our partners originally were primary arms and brownells, and they, they really helped a lot mm-hmm. uh, get us exposure. Yeah. And we had, you know, really, we had something that was better and different than the competitors. And yeah. when we launched the scene with the nine mil, we really did well with that. Our vendor partners would tell us that our product was the only stuff that was selling in an ocean of a flooded, you know, nine mil PCC market. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, look, Ava, we never marketed our product. We didn't, our philosophy was you develop a great product and consumers will figure it out. And that's what happened. And then you combine that with, we have a very three simple philosophies that we follow here that anyone can follow that will make their business successful. One is care more than your competitors about your product. Care more about your people than your competitors care more about your customers than your competitors. And so if you do those three things, you will be successful. And I encourage any company out there to serve their customers better than us. I dare you. Ask, you know, there's a great thread on a classic arms data video 
of some products and there was like 450 comments of existing customers telling stories of the things we'd done for them. Like we spend our money when a customer is wrong, when we wronged a customer, when we genuinely made a mistake, we take care of that person. Mm -hmm. And it's the purest, most elegant form of marketing there is. And so we, we spend money on an upset customer who is justifiably upset. Like we screwed up. We take care of that person in such a way that we turn them into a rabid fan. And it, I encourage everyone to do that. Mm-hmm. How did you come up with the name Foxtrot Mike? Because when I first saw you, I was like, oh, that must be Mike. <laughs> yeah, we get that a lot. Yeah, we get that a lot. So we, uh, when we were first, we're t- we, we had a nine mil product we tested for about two years before we took to market. Uh, it was a hybrid, the hybrid we were in testing for a long time. And we had a lot of kinks to work out on the last round bolt hold open and a lot of things we wanted it well vetted. And so we were paying, you know, guys that were worked for three letter agencies or whatever to, to, to do T&E for us. There was mm-hmm. half a dozen of them, I think, back then. And a couple of them, when they would shoot, said, this is FM, this is FM. And it's a military acronym that's used to describe when something's cool that you can't explain. Hmm. So I'm like, well, that's great. So uh, one of those acronyms is for magic. So the oh, acronym okay. is, I'm picking yeah, up what so you're dropping. A, yeah. So it's a magical product. Uh, and so I thought that was high praise and I, it's stuck in my brain and I'm like, well, that's a great brand. Yeah. F1 products yeah. because we look, we're trying to do stuff that's different. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of people with a nine mil lower that can store two 50 round drums in it. Right. You know, there's no one that has a bolt hold open. Like we're the only person with an AR style lower, that's a hundred percent ambidextrous and a nine mil platform. And it's 250 bucks for a lower. Yeah. Complete. The I upper, know. what the inner, it's all, we're, we're trying to do stuff that's different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which I could definitely appreciate. Yeah. I would say you guys are most, and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I would say you're mostly known for your side charging bufferless uppers, which is really cool. I mean, I just got my hands on some of your products uh, within the last couple of months and it definitely turns heads because people are like, wait, so, okay, the charging handle is like on the handguard, essentially. And then yeah. you don't put like a regular stock on it. Any folding stuff you want, like yeah. a J-Mac or a Midwest or an SB, or it gives you so much options. Uh-huh, yeah. So it's definitely, I mean, if nothing else, it turns heads. And then people, yeah. I had a lot of people ask me, they were like, well, is it kind of weird? Is there like a learning curve? But it actually seems very intuitive to charge the gun from the charging handle than from the back, because then you essentially have to take your hand off the grip. Agreed. Where's your, there's a lot of manual arm, manual of arms things that as a, as a person selling products, a guy in the military is going to struggle with that because of his training. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's trained to kind of put the barrel at the ground and pull back on the charging handle per Mm -hmm. se. Yeah. That's not, you know, in terms of manual of arms, that's not optimal. Your hand is on the handguard yeah. and you're supporting the firearm and shooting. It's near mm-hmm. the charging handle, right? Yeah. But we want to be able to keep our eye. We knew we were making a sacrifice because some consumers would want that rear charging handle, but it was allowed us to do so many other things. You're never going to make one product that serves all people that everyone's going to love, mm-hmm. right? But yeah, the point you made is, yeah, we, we are known, we've only been shipping that product for about 11 months. And what we're really known for is the nine mil stuff. And this, uh, during, you know, the madness of 20 and 21, we really were 
uh, a very, you know, at that time, uh, that market was really hot. Uh, nine mil PCCs. It's it's not as hot now. Agreed. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're we're known now. I mean, that really saved us. If we didn't have this five five six, it would have been really tough times for us. Yeah. Because that side of the market is much softer now. Yeah. Right? Why do you think that is? Because I mean, they did just start. Well, actually, well, no, I don't. I was going to say they did just start allowing it in a lot of competitions, but I guess they haven't just started that. I think what, what no one in our industry accounted for was how the cost of goods would affect discretionary income spending. In other words, like inflation is like I saw something where it's like housing for every person in North America. They're spending $300 more a month just to navigate their life on housing. Mm-hmm. And you know, think about it. Those are my people. Those are people whose households make less than $50,000 a year. Yeah. Those are the people I serve, you know, with my product. I don't do bougie products mm-hmm. and uh, they're just, they have less money. It's a, it's a more difficult proposition for them to buy a firearm. Now, I believe that's a playing a big part in it, but we have recently seen some changes in the market. And I believe the market was saturated with a lot of stuff that wouldn't move. And once they offloaded it, companies were able to buy things that could move. And I believe there is more buy through now than there was say six months ago, Mm -hmm. but the market isn't, it's not 20 and 21 anymore. Yeah. Right. So I I think there's a lot, I don't, I think that's a difficult question to answer. Ava. I, I think it's driven a lot by the market was saturated. There was a lot of product out there. I think, it didn't help to have that convoluted ATF ruling where they say, hey, fill this form out and decide if you're a felon or not mm-hmm. with a pistol brace, right? Which yeah. is just, you know. Oh, I know. My theory is that they, you know, they cast a cloud over the market with this brace thing. And in effect, it affected sales. So they get gun control one way or the other, right? Mm-hmm. So they're, you know, that's they they buy up all the ammo or they yep. don't sell the ammo. I mean, they're, they're like, okay, we can't do it this way. We'll do it that way. Exactly. I know. I know. Talking about primary arms. So I'm going to take a quick break, talk about them real quick. Primary arms. They're actually one of my sponsors. And I just noticed I was on your website and I was like, okay, well, how much does a complete firearm go for? And I see that Primary Arms is selling your guys' stuff. But how much, I mean, how much can somebody get a full, complete 9mm PCC? Well, if you're, if you're building one, you could build one very easily for in the, you know, if you're putting an upper on the lower or assembling it, you can probably build one in the $500 range. But we're probably for a complete PCC in the $600 range. Yeah, which is um, pretty nice. Yeah. Well, and and you guys... That. I know you guys say you're not bougie at all, but I mean, you're not using cheap products. I mean, they, you know, the ones that I'm looking at right now, they have the SBA three brace on it. I mean, just a nice, you know, even the, the handguard, everything looks like aesthetically pleasing. It's not like some, you you know, some piece of crap that you're like, well, all right. Yeah. I need something budget friendly and you kind of have to sacrifice like looks and quality for. Right. No, we, uh, we, They've been a great, well, we appreciate that. And they've been a great partner for us. Right now, I think they have an upper for on, on you know, this is retail. I think it's at $300. So, you know, at MAP, it's going to be less. Uh-huh. And then a complete lower is maybe 250 And, you know, when it's on sale, it's going to be less. So yeah. right now, 
you could build a gun for sub 600, you know, as it, as the barrel length gets longer, it costs more. Yeah. And with our five, five, six stuff, we're in the $700 range and we're really happy with what we're offering for that. Yeah, um, definitely. And then they also, if you guys want a nice optic to put on that, which that's what I've been doing oh, with all of your guys' yeah. guns is I've been, you know, just decorating it with some primary arms optics. Cause I yeah. just love their optics and they're again, very oh, affordable. More. And yeah. you're not sacrificing quality at all. 100%. We use a lot of their red dots in testing. Really, really, they hold up very well. If there ever had been a problem, they take care of it right away. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of guys using their platinum one by eights. Those are great, uh, yeah. really great helps. That really thing, good oh, quality. I know. I used so, that at their primary arms range, and that, that thing was like, I mean, that was gold. That was a really nice yeah. optic. I know a lot of guys, that's all they run mm-hmm. right now. You know, they, those are very high level, very, very premier product for what you pay. It's yeah, absolutely. Value proposition, right? Yep. Well, if yeah. you guys want to check out any of the primary arms optics, don't forget to use the code AVA. That's A-V-A. You're going to get a free one piece scope mount with every primary arms optic that you buy. I will say though, this is going to end as of July 1st. Definitely take advantage because this isn't going to be offered anymore. As of July 1st, we're going to be offering something else. If you guys have been, you know, putting it on hold, getting that primary arms optic, thinking, okay, well, this promotion is going to be available, you know, forever. It's not. It actually is going to end as of July 1st. So jump on it. And that is primaryarms.com. Didn't they just launch a new mini reflex or something? Yes, they did. They did. And and I kind of have to laugh because they sent me one and I thought that it already launched, that it was available on the website. And so I posted a video and then everybody's like, well, I just went to get this and it's not available. (laughs) I was like, oops, sorry. This is, you know, I'm like, well, it should have been disclosed. Like, hey, don't launch it until a certain date, but it is now available on their website. And with everything going on, I have not put it on a handgun yet, but I'm super excited for this. Just kind of messing around with it. It looks really legit. It's nice and tiny. So it's not taking up a lot of space. And I mean, it's yeah. it's pretty nice. And the best just, thing is, is it's under $200. Yeah, man. Which that's is great. great. I want one too. It's great. It's, and their stuff's great. I mean, they have good, it's, uh, yeah. Anyways, didn't mean to interrupt you, but please Yeah, continue. no, but you're absolutely right. They did just launch that. So way to stay on top of things. Speaking of stuff that have just been launched, so you guys actually launched the 223556 upper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we, we, we really like the the thought of an upper because a guy, uh, we, we want to get the best possible product. You know, I was thinking about cost of entry for a guy. And so the uppers were trying to get to the, you know, four to five to $600 range and the guns are seven to eight or nine. We know that the uppers will allow us a lower price of entry because every upper comes with our pick rail adapter included. Mm-hmm. So uh, all they have to do is remove their buffer tube from their existing uh, mil spec lower pop on our very simple to install pick rail adapter, and then they can convert their gun into a gun that can shoot from the folded position very easily by only buying an upper. And that expense includes the things they need. They would need to get a brace of some sort, but there's a lot of options there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's JMAC, there's SB, there's Midwest. There's so many options for mm-hmm. consumers right now. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. The uppers are a big part of our business because it, it allows a broader market than a guy who can afford a gun. You know, uh, we, we want to reach more people. We want to serve more more households. Mm-hmm. And on the guns that have the forward charging handle, they're non-reciprocating, right? Yeah, that's correct. Okay. Yeah, you're right. And and they're ambidextrous. So you can put the handle on either side. 
we're going to make that handle. Well, the handle is open source. If anybody wants to make a handle for our gun, mm -hmm. if they email me, I'll send them a CAD file and they can open source. Like all of our, we, we'd like to make all of our stuff open source so people can, can uh, you know, print their own upgrades or make their own parts for our stuff. The charging handle isn't, isn't, is an easy thing for a consumer to print or do some upgrades. There's some people right now making charging handles for our guns. Mm -hmm. um, Apple engineering, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. Yes. And Continue. then for people who want to get their hands on the new two, two, three, five, five, six, it's available at primary arms, correct? It is. We did a pin and weld 13, nine for them with their proprietary muzzle device. It goes with a dead air knocks and we, they, they already they did very well with it. They're getting more. We currently sell uppers through them, but are building guns for them with Magpul furniture. Mm -hmm. um, that'll be pretty compelling with a, uh, with a muzzle device and it'll be pretty compelling with, with Magpul furniture and a folding stock and pinned and welded 13, nine. They'll do, they'll do well with that. We, mm -hmm. we should have those on the markets shortly. Very nice. That's exciting. And then I also saw yeah. that you guys teamed up with Terran tactical for some stuff. Is that correct? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, we, what, what, what I found hilarious is like half of the world champs use our stuff and we don't sponsor them. Okay. And like, because our stuff, we, it's, it's the angles, right. The mags positioned, right. The feed, the last round bolt hold open works. And so out of the blue, I get a call from a uh, world champ, Max uh, Leonidas and, and Zach from TTI. And, and they had been using our product for a long time. And, they're I'll, I'll look um how can i say this nicely there is a brand of pccs that's very successful in the market and they haven't won above the nationals in the last two to three years mm -hmm. because although the gun has soft shooting recoil it has a tendency to choke and so blowback guns are predominantly winning because of their simplicity in real world world championships with pccs hmm. So they said, well, look, we have this other option, but it's it, we want to do a blowback version and we have some technology we've developed and we want to combine it with your gun. So we spent, we, they, you know, TTI really, really puts a lot of rounds downrange and I really need that kind of help because mm -hmm. I am stuck behind a computer screen and I don't, I need people to break my stuff, yeah. you know? Yeah. And we came up with a really elegant short stroke system with a hydraulic buffer and some really cool tech. Uh, we machined the muzzle device into the barrel, uh, which had never been done before. And it's really effective. Uh, the gun is winning right now. They won the USPSA Nationals wow. with it, uh, first competition. Wow. So they won the, the Nationals first place with it. Zach did. Yeah, it's doing very well. Uh, they sold out. Like We made the first ship and they sold out like in a week. And we've had a hard time keeping up with the demand. They do very well with it. Hmm. Really cool. I don't know. Did you get a chance to shoot it at any of the events? No, I didn't. We got to fix that. I it's know. Really, it's really compelling. I mean, it really transforms the gun. Uh, it's a short stroke system, which we don't mess with a lot. Uh, really elegant hydraulic buffer. Really soft shooting, quick shooting, reliable. Hmm. Runs on any ammo. Their team there is very, very talented. They really, really know guns there. Mm -hmm. Really, really know guns. Like Taryn is a, an encyclopedia of knowledge. He can really shoot. He knows a lot. He's a very surprisingly deep well of information. Uh, he's done it so long. He's, it's all in there. He knows it all. Uh, he knows 
intimate specs and details, is a very knowledgeable person to work with, really talented, a smart guy. Um, the team over there is really good. Mm-hmm. Huge help to us. Huge. Like, man, huge help with us. Well, they helped us on TV on the 556 and every, you know, they've yeah. been a huge asset. I mean, I could even just imagine. So people, because I recently talked to somebody about this, I forget, but they, you know, with product development and they're just like, yeah, people are like, wow, you have the coolest job. You have to put 20,000 rounds through a gun. And, you know, and that's like so awesome. But most people are just like, cool, I got to put 20,000 rounds through a gun. All right. No. Uh, no, you know, it, it loses its luster. Amo, you know, <laughs> it, does. It, really it, does. Does. it really does. Yeah. Like a quarter. There's like a quarter million rounds in testing in the last five years or something like that. It's a ridiculous amount. Yeah. I want to get back to the days when I would just go out shooting on Saturdays and Sunday and use it to clear my head. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it, 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 I need, I need to get some responsibilities first. I'm yeah, on that. I know. <laughs> I hear you. I feel the same way. It's also hard for me to go to the range and shoot without having a camera because I'm just like, well, if I'm going to be here, I might as well record content. And then it feels more like work. You know what you should do? You should spend a day out going and I'm going to do it. I'm okay. I'm going to go out and enjoy shooting for a couple of days. I'm going to go out and just take, do some long range shooting or just do some shooting yeah. for me that I enjoy. And just to get the, cause I, this can become a business, right? Yeah. It is a business, right? Yeah. And you were forgetting why we're doing this. Really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Well, I think, I mean, don't get me wrong. I still absolutely love guns. And I think that's why I'm excited with your products because it's different. It's not your typical AR same reason why Franklin Armory, why I was really excited to partner with them because, you know, shooting binary, it just, oh, and and you you definitely crave a little bit of variety. And, but, you know, I mean, I tell people all the time, like people who say like, yeah, you know, do something you love. You'll never work a day in your life. And I'm like, well, you could love spaghetti, but if you eat spaghetti every night, (laughs) eventually you're going to be like, all right, you know, spaghetti's getting a little old. Like it, it does, you know, eventually kind of feel like work, but I mean, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I, uh, I still enjoy it. I still enjoy it. Uh, I used to have really good eyesight and I used to really be good long distance shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I've gotten older, I don't shoot as well, but I, uh, yeah, I used to go every weekend and I was a big fish in a small pond cause I made gun parts. And so I would just try and put a hoodie on and just go and shoot all day. And I miss those days. And you know, this talk today may got me thinking, I'm going to go do that. Uh, yeah. We have a desert here. I'm going to go out in the desert and just, you know, shoot. Yeah. Where are you guys? You guys are where in Arizona? We're in Boise. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Where are you at? I'm in Colorado. Oh, wow. Beautiful there. Yeah, it definitely is. I know. You know what you and I, that's what we're going to do. We're going to go out and we're going to make time for ourselves. We're not going to bring cameras or worry about recording content. And we're just going to go and like, enjoy our guns. And if nothing else- Huh? The discussion started with you, with us telling each other how busy we were. I right? know it did. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't want to be in my deathbed and say, I wish I could have worked one hour more. I mean, nobody right? says that. That's you know true. I mean? That is true. But I will say yeah. that reaching my goals is what keeps me going. Like I'm very yeah, goal oriented. Well, sure. And you can do that for, for 20 years and realize your dreams and be miserable. I mean, that's, that's true. That's the risk you take, right? Yeah. You know, I know a lot of very successful people who are miserable Mm -hmm. and look, you can achieve all your goals and miss all the important things. I don't know the answer, Ava. I'm, I'm trying to, uh, I didn't expect it to be, get this big and I, we wear a lot of hats here, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. 
but yeah, I could use, uh, I think you think you need to, you need to take a little time for yourself, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's so important. Yeah. I'm going to take another quick break. Talk about Mantis. Paul, do you have any experience with using Mantis or Mantis X products? Yes, I, I have seen it at the shows. I actually been in their booth a few times. But yeah, I think it's cool that it uses a phone app too. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I've said this before, but I think out of all the dry firing devices, this one is definitely the best. And on top of that, you could also bring it to the range because dry firing and then actually shooting live ammo is obviously going to be a little bit different with that recoil. But you can also put like the X10 on your gun, bring it to the range, and it'll tell you exactly what you're doing wrong. It's proven to make people better shooters. So if there's a few things that you guys want to work on, you're like, I just don't understand what I'm doing wrong. You know, like I'm really good at picking up what people are doing wrong. But when I see myself Mm -hmm. shooting, I'm like, okay, what is it that I am doing wrong? It's really hard to like sometimes self-diagnose. I would highly recommend checking out the Mantis X. You could do that at mantisx.com. And it's something that I don't think you guys will regret your purchase. Yeah, it's pretty reasonable for what you get too. Mm -hmm. And probably probably saves you a bunch of money on ammo. Oh, totally. Yep. Absolutely. I didn't realize you could do that at the range too. That's really cool. Yeah. So that's the thing with like a lot of these dry firing devices. You're like, okay, cool. I can shoot a bullseye when there's no recoil. It's like shooting a 22, but how am I supposed to incorporate recoil and like really hone in on my skills? And so it's nice because the app will tell you exactly like the movement before, during, and after that you're pulling the trigger and then tell you exactly what you're doing wrong. Like maybe you're pulling the trigger too hard or maybe you're limp wristing it or whatever. I mean, it's a very smart system. They really dialed it in. Yeah. I'm on the uh, website now. I'm actually going to buy one while we're talking. Oh, nice. <laughs> great. Yeah. yeah. I just sold one more. <laughs> there you go. So you can bring that when you go, when you spend a day on the range, you could use that. <laughs> Yeah, this is really cool. Okay. I guess wrapping it up, is there any other products that you guys have in the works? Like, have you thought about making maybe an AR-10 platform? I mean, what do you guys have planned? We're working and we're doing a handgun design that we're supposed to launch in the fourth quarter, a double stack kind of compact handgun that takes steel magazines. And then we're doing a 2011 shortly thereafter. Wow. But for our own company, we we brought a very, very compelling product to NRA, which was got a Ares Defense Lower, Fight Light, whatever they're called, SCR Lower. And we did a like a ranch rifle and I SBR'd a 12 and a half inch upper mm-hmm. and put a can on it. And I brought it to NRA and it was the pretty girl at the dance. Everybody wanted it. Mm-hmm. And it had, a, it had a Magpul shotgun stock on it. It looked really slick. And, um, you know, I just think there's something there. I, I want to do, uh, like a modern ranch rifle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, I think it would be very cool. And yeah. you'll see some pictures of it on our Instagram page. I encourage you to check it out. But we, we'd like to realize something like that. I think there's a place for it. Yeah. And then we're, we're doing an AK lower. We're trying to get that to uh, clash bash. So our upper take AK magazines, pick rail lower. Oh, wow. Pretty cool. Dang. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. Man. So you guys have yeah. a lot going on. Yeah, I mean, it's it, JMac is really in that world, and we'll be very excited to combine our products with JMac products. They make a great product. I encourage everyone to check out JMac stocks. They're great, really mm-hmm. cool, and it's going to create a very cool. Uh, they're more in the AK world right now, but they mm-hmm. do folding stocks that complement our product. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually I have some of their stocks, and they're they're really nice. So I was telling somebody this the other day that 
usually when you get, especially like a folding stock, it usually has to be like broken in because it's like pretty, you know, requires quite a bit of elbow grease in order to manipulate yeah, it. But JMac has made stuff that's like, I mean, it just, it's like nice and smooth, like buttery smooth when you yeah. extend it and fold it. And I don't know. I'm like, what did they do to this? It's amazing. I think they, they did a good job on it. <laughs> they, they definitely did. did. Yeah. Yeah. We met them at the NRA show. We're going to do more content with them. We're going to go ahead and try and, and create SKUs for our customers combining for our distributor partners using their stocks and our guns in the future. Um, yeah, we're excited about that. Very nice. I love it. All right. And then for people who want to check out your products or follow you on social media, where can they find you? Well, our website needs some updating, but our Instagram page is pretty current. And you can, you know, we have a really, really great social media guy. Uh, he does a great job for us, really over delivers. Our content has been a huge improvement in the last year or so on our IG page. But yeah, we're working on updating our website, but you can get a lot of content on uh, our website, but more, more so our Instagram page. And we're probably three months away from updating the website. Nice. Having a more informative. Okay. And then you also list a bunch of dealers. So if anybody wants to check out your products on other websites or locally, there's a list for that as well. Agreed. Yeah. There's a, if you go to our dealer page on our website, uh, you can find every place that our products offered. Okay. Uh, yeah. Perfect. All right. Moving forward, Caldwell. Caldwell has the new version of the Emac Shadows. The Emac Shadow Pro has new bells and whistles added. They're very similar to the original Emac Shadows, but with added push button controls to make them easier to control. Buttons let you adjust ambient noise levels, change the volume, as well as answer calls and so on. They also have a magnetic lanyard and a rechargeable storage case with a battery level indicator. The earbuds themselves run for six hours on their own, when you drop them in the case, they charge right up and there are separate indicators for each so that you know that they're both fully charged. They're certified for 25 dB of noise reduction, so they definitely keep your hearing safe. And they're on sale for $169.99, but don't forget to use the code GUNFUNNY10, all one word, that's going to get you 10% off. Today in politics, I'm actually going to come back to this, uh, probably add Jon Snow to the mix. Politics. What is going on in the world today? It's political AF. Okay, and joining us now for the political segment is Jon Snow. Jon Snow, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Okay, lots happened in this last week. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, it's been a whirlwind week as far as the Second Amendment is concerned. First, the gun control framework, as it was originally called, was quickly rushed through to be a bill basically overnight. We had initially 10 Republicans that had been working with Democrats in drafting that so-called deal. Mm -hmm. uh, really is not a deal. There is nothing gained for the Second Amendment community. There really is very little in the way of anything safety-wise gained. It's really sad that they spent all this political capital and made this deal, but really all it does is infringes on people's rights and then wastes a lot of money too. So typical government fashion, there's always a lot of pork in these kind of bills. And we're talking billions of dollars wasted when inflation's already sky high. And so they're just going to print more money to pay for it. 
this was passed in basically record time. They did an initial vote on Tuesday in the Senate, final vote on Thursday, and then they sent it to the House. Initially, there was talk of a whole bunch of riders that Nancy and Diane Feinstein especially wanted added, but I think they realized that any additional riders that they would add would make it not get re-signed in the Senate. Mm-hmm. So they just passed it as it was and sent it to the president. The president signed it today. This is Saturday when we're recording this. So this is passed into law. So what passed? There's a bunch of money for mental health programs, which you and I have always said, we need to address the mental health. Mm-hmm. Mental health is the actual problem that causes some of these people to do these horrible things. The problem is, I don't think any of this is really going to go where it truly needs to be, other than a few small portions of it that are earmarked for things like suicide hotlines and things like that. The bulk of it really doesn't go for that. There's no money for school security whatsoever. So nothing there. You know, they'll protect the politicians, but they will not protect those kids. Mm -hmm. So that's another sad thing about it. They put 800 million to the Department of Health and Human Services for health surveillance and program support. So that's supposed to be some for the suicide hotline and community mental health programs, but that sounds an awful like they're going to set up something to spy on people, you know, probably social media posts and things like that. So hmm. that one's potentially pretty troubling. Then they allocate $1.4 billion for states to adopt red flag laws. So this doesn't actually institute national red flag laws. This institutes a program to basically reward states that have red flag laws. And then there is some language in there about the requirements that they have to meet in order to receive that money. There's even some language in there that says that it can't violate due process. However, there's 19 states that currently have red flag laws. Every single one of those violates due process. So I don't think there's actually going to be any follow-up on fixing any of those red flag laws because by their very nature, they violate the due process. If a right can be taken away without you having the opportunity to challenge the accusation in court, I mean, it's just bad, bad, bad practice. And as we've already seen in certain instances, it's gotten people killed. And so that's going to be a big problem going forward because they're going to encourage more states to do this. The good thing is there because it doesn't mandate a national law states that are 2A sanctuaries. This has no teeth on those. The big thing they did is for 18 to 21 year olds, they are now essentially a second class citizen. When they go to purchase a firearm, they now have a three day extended background check. Well, Three days is not enough time to do any kind of real different background check than anything that the NICS system is going to do. Mm -hmm. So what they are doing now to make that more in-depth is they are saying that, okay, this now is going to include juvenile records and mental health information. So in a lot of these states, that kind of information is sealed. Mm -hmm. So juvenile records especially especially in liberal states, the states where they have red flag laws, they have laws that specifically state that only a court order can unseal juvenile records. So that's going to be very problematic there. Hmm. So I wonder how that's going to... Exactly. Exactly. How is that going to work? Because the very states that have red flag laws 
are saying that you cannot unseal that information, that that's private. And the other big problem with that is, is that may discourage parents from getting their kids help that they need when they're growing up because that's what's what I was that going to do to their record yeah. down the road? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Instead of actually trying to make it to help people, it's going to be stigmatizing again, which mm -hmm. has been their game all along. If they do find something in that three-day period that warrants further investigation, they can extend it for 10 business days and then $100 million to fund this extra investigation and $200 million to put all of the criminal and mental health records from the juvenile system into the next system, which that'll get blown through quickly and they'll need more. Mm-hmm. Because it's just a bloated yeah, system. It doesn't exactly. work very well. Then they created new penalties for crimes that already exist. So like straw purchases, they decided they had to make that extra illegal. It's now 25 years in prison instead of 10. They've inserted a whole lot of additional language into some of these portions of the U.S. code. They greatly expanded the definition of who's engaged in the business of dealing guns. And it's really it's really arbitrary. Every time they talk about making things more clear, they make it more unclear in every way. So they added 400 more words. It's not clear definition at all, but it makes it so that they can basically say anybody that they want to is engaged in the business of selling guns so they can charge you with a felony. So basically some of the things they added now is if you sell and there's no definition of any numbers or anything but if you sell something for a profit and there's some language about the motives and things like that and one of the things that that opens up possibilities for is say for example somebody who does reviews on firearms and then they might sell the gun after they are now technically making a profit on that gun are they now required to be in ffl mm-hmm it's really arbitrary and not clear at all. So they're making it easier to go after people and charge them with felonies when there's nothing being done wrong. Mm -hmm. And then there's another one where they've been talking about this so-called boyfriend loophole, yeah. which it's another nonsensical term. Basically what they had was if someone is in a relationship with somebody and this does actually currently include boyfriends, if they are in what actually is classified as a domestic relationship, if someone is convicted of domestic violence against them, that's a misdemeanor, not a felony, but a misdemeanor, that will take away their Second Amendment rights. That's currently on the books. What this is going to do is explain the definition of dating relationship. And again, they made the definition really arbitrary. So it can be just about the shortest possible relationship. And also the requirement for that is very squishy. So it could be one of the terms that I heard it described as was improper touching. You know, if you were having an argument and you accidentally grabbed their arm or something a little bit, that could constitute a conviction for that. And the thing is, you get into those kind of situations that can be, you know, vengeful X and it can be completely made up. So there's all kinds of potential problems there. But once again, is it really actually going after something that truly was an issue? If the guy actually did some guy or girl for that matter, actually did something violent, of course, yes, that's something that should be taken care of, but that already is. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's just, 
one more way so, of going after things so essentially, and making it unclear. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So essentially, we kind of just have to wait and see how it all unfolds because it just seems very broad. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. And that's exactly how they designed it to be. So anyway, this all got signed in today. So mm-hmm. Saturday. This is now law as of Saturday. One good thing, though, Diane Feinstein did not get her complete ban on assault weapons for 18 to 21 inserted in there. That did not get it through. But some other really good news this week. So we've got the first gun control in, you know, like 29 years that got through. But big win on SCOTUS. So Supreme Court dropped a really great opinion on the New York Rifle and Pistol Association's case on concealed carry. So New York, of course, as most everybody will know, they had a May issue implication for their carry permits. And it basically was impossible to satisfy their conditions in order to get a permit. You had to demonstrate good cause of, you know, an actual viable threat to your life. And even if you could truly demonstrate that, there was, in most cases, almost no way for someone to actually get the permit. Mm -hmm. So that was struck down. And the opinion issued by Clarence Thomas, of course, wrote the opinion again, the majority opinion. And that's very... Very good opinion for the Second Amendment. It's going to have a lot of trickle down for a whole lot of cases, even uh, knife carry, not just guns. Of course, as soon as this came out, the gun control guys are screaming about how it's going to make everything unsafe and all that. This is a really good thing because it gives people back their rights Mm -hmm. and gives them the ability to defend themselves when they have threats against them. and you know, basically just returns their rights when the government had no cause for taking them in the first place. Already, we've seen California and New Jersey attorney generals issue statements that their good cause requirements will no longer be required for concealed carry permits. They understand that these implications are binding. We do have some others that are issuing statements about how they're going to find a way to protect their states even though it's not about protecting yeah we are going to see absolutely in those liberal states new legislation passed that they're going to try and restrict as much as possible like where you can carry who can carry that Mm -hmm. kind of thing they're going to come up with additional things that they think they can get away with along with these and then of course it'll have to go to court again and it takes decades to get through as i mean this this case has been going i can't remember when the initial filing was but it's been a long long time in coming Mm -hmm. It is a really good win, but yeah, the fight is far from over on that front. It is a very promising ruling though, especially with the other two A cases that are on the docket for the Supreme Court to see, you know, mag bans, the assault weapons bans from California. Those are all currently stayed cases that have been on hold until this case was decided. So mm-hmm. hopefully yeah. we can see those go through and get good results on those as well. Mm-hmm. Yep, Definitely. All right. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate you tuning in, letting us know what's going on in the 2A world. And on that note, we are going to get back with the rest of the show and talk about Franklin Armory. I was just talking about Franklin Armory. So they're one of the companies that is just really innovative and just kind of making things fun, especially if you're sort of the seasoned shooter that, you know, you've been shooting for a while. Paul, have you shot binary mode at all? Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, you'd be surprised how many people in the industry have it. And I'm just like, what? Like, what? I mean, that's like saying, you know, you've been in the industry, you've gone to all these events, and you've never shot a machine gun. Right. I mean, Franklin Armory, their binary triggers are just amazing. So much fun. They make them for all kinds of stuff. I mean, a few of the HK models for the 1022s, AKs, ARs. I actually might be putting one of the binary triggers in one of your uppers. But cool. well, let us know how we can support you with that. And uh, we'll, we'd love to see them work together. Yeah. Actually, that if nothing else, that would be a really good test too. Gosh, it'd be great content too. Let's let's do let's follow up on this. Okay. All right. We definitely will. Yeah. So I mean, it's just so much fun. And then on top of that, so their 762 by 39 and 300 blackout barrels are 50% off right now. So they're only 99.99, which if you guys didn't know, they also make barrels. They have all kinds of stuff. But anyways, check the products out, franklinarmory.com. Don't forget to use the code AVA. That's A-V-A, and that's going to get you 10% off your entire order. Q&A. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Just kidding. Visit gunfunny.com forward slash contact to submit yours. Today's Q&A is, is it true Fioki is going to make 5.7 ammo? And to my knowledge, yes, it is true. So FN just announced that they have a license agreement with Fioki to manufacture the 5.7 by 28 ammo for the U.S. commercial market. Which is definitely great news because there's a lot of manufacturers right now making guns chambered in 5.7, but the problem is is there's just not enough ammo out there, in my opinion. And then I'm pretty sure, isn't Palmetto State Armory, their AAC, their new ammo company, aren't they also making 5.7 ammo as well? I I don't know. I know they just came out with a 5.7 handgun. Yeah. Like, Johnny... Yeah, their their five seven handgun I think is also like MSRP is like seven or eight hundred dollars, which is like pretty you know much less than your typical the FN five seven, which they yeah. just came out with a second gen of. But either way, I mean, there's lots of manufacturers jumping on the five seven bandwagon. In fact, maybe you should be one of them. That would be kind of cool to yeah. make an upper. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're not wrong. It would be relatively uh, easy to do because it would be it would, you know. I, I think what I think would be really compelling if the if the ammo if they were able to solve the ammo issue. I, I have a P90. I don't shoot it because of that. Ammo. Yeah, I know. I had a P90. I ended up I ended up getting rid of it, which I regret because it's one of those guns. I think if shit hits the fan, and I've said this before, I think that that would be the gun that I grab just because five seven ammo. It's lightweight. You can carry quite a bit of it. The gun itself holds fifty rounds, and it's a decent caliber that it would do some damage. It's sitting right next to my bed. Oh, well, see. <laughs> so, yeah. Wait, are we go. are we twins? Exactly. Same reason that I have it there. For yeah. all those reasons. But anyways, I mean, you know, if nothing else, like hey, Fioki, another ammo company making more ammo, it's always a good right. thing. Agreed. Yeah, so that's nice. All right, IWI. You guys actually do some work with IWI, which... Well, we have worked with many companies in the past, and uh, IWI is a great company. We like them a lot. We have a ton of respect for what they do. They are really, really pronounced in the international market. They have facilities all over the world, manufacturing firearms. They're a real powerhouse. Mm -hmm. We may or may not 
be working with them on projects. We really have, we know those guys and really like those guys. Yeah, we really, really like IWI a lot. Their product's great. I love their Galil. I don't know if you shot those. Yeah, I have uh, one. It's so beautiful. I actually put yeah, uh, nice. I put some of the JMAC parts on there, like the stock. Oh, their, I need to do that. Their fall, I think it's called the fall. Yeah. Or the laugh, L-A-F. It's either way. It's, it includes the letters oh. F-A-L or L-A-F. But the muzzle <laughs> device and that thing is just, I mean, fire. Like... I love those guns. Yeah. As a firearm engineer, I love those guns, right? So it's a pretty mature advancement on a, you know, 70-year-old design. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they did a good job of it. They yeah. did a very good job of it. Yeah. I just think that they come out with just such nice products. I mean, it's just their their stuff yeah. always runs. I haven't had any issues with any of their models. And no. I mean, they've, they've, well, they've got a real international military heritage. Like exactly. They they produce and distribute firearms for militaries all over the world. I mean, mm -hmm. more so than they're a true international company. I, I mean, I know they have facilities and all over the world making their parts and, and it's impressive. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, the scope of where they are and where they're set up and how many facilities they have. It's a very large company. Yeah, absolutely. If you guys want yeah. to check out more of their stuff, head on over to IWI.us. If you find any of the accessories in their web store that you want, don't forget to use the code GUNFUNNY15, all one word, and that's going to get you 15% off your entire order. Talk, discussing popular guns and gear. Love it? Hate it? Find out now. Today in Tacti Talk, so CMMG announced the Descent. The Descent, a compact AR-15 in three calibers. It's billed as their most stowable PDW and blends AR modularity with a new bufferless action to make a platform only 14.7 inches long. It's available in 5.56, 5.7, and 300 blackout and weighs in at only 4.6 pounds. They come with a trigger tech ARD two stage trigger, which I really like trigger tech actually designed specifically for the gun, a forward non-reciprocating side charging handle and a 6.5 inch barrel. That's interesting. So the side charging handle. So is that similar? Have you seen this design? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's very similar, okay. very similar to us. Yeah. Did you guys so. help design this or no? No, no, no. It's a, it's a competing product. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, that's kind of, yeah. wait, oh, I mean, my that's editor, okay. my editor sure picked a good product then. To... That's okay. I, I don't mind talking about it. <laughs> I, was, I was like, oh, is this something that you guys worked on them with? <laughs> no, we need, we need it. We need them to be at $2,000 so we can be at seven or 800. Right. I mean, that's usually how so it goes. Hey, well, my job is to make a better product for them for less money. That's yeah. I, I encourage it. I, yeah. I need them to be out there in the market doing things. Yeah. I mean, and honestly, competition definitely doesn't hurt. I know people are usually afraid of competition, but it's actually usually a good thing. It is. Look, I enjoy it. I like it. And like I said, I encourage you to stay when you get a chance, watch that. I'll send you a link to that uh, classic firearms video and read the comments. It's a hoot to okay. see our customers talking about our customers. Anyways, we like competition. We, yeah. we like my competition is, is I encourage companies to try and treat their customers better than us. That's mm -hmm. a competition. I see in the market nice i love right. it anyways so let's see they, they also have a full-length picatinny rail a 5.7 inch free flow m-lock forend on the rear since there's no buffer there's a rail for attaching your favorite brace or stock if you want to sbr it 
The upper pairs with a standard mil-spec AR-15 lower, and the upper is made from the 7075 aluminum. Contained in the upper is the new bufferless design, which CMMG is calling their compact action uh, radial delayed blowback system, which uses a set of dual guide rods and springs to cycle the action. The 5.56 and 300 blackout versions come with two 30-round PMAGs, and the 5.7 comes with CMMG's 32-round 5.7 conversion mags. Let's see. And you're right. So MSRP on this for the complete pistol is $1,995. So that's that's actually, I mean, that is quite a bit more. Yeah. Like I, like I said, we don't do we don't do bougie. Yeah. Uh, we need them to be at $2,000 and I hope they're successful. They do come in know. sniper gray, charcoal green, midnight bronze, coyote tan and titanium. So, that sounds nice. Yeah. So, I mean, come on, Paul. You got to step up the game at least, like maybe Seracos. Maybe a little bit. I'll get, some, I'll, get a, I'll get some spray paint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we we encourage. We hope they. We hope they're successful with their product as as we are with ours. So, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. We, yeah. we we like competition. We like it. Yeah, and if nothing else, that's another five seven out there in the market. Agreed. More ammo, right? Mm-hmm. That's true. Win win. That's true. All right. Manicor Arms. If you guys have a Tavor 7, definitely check out some of the upgrades. So they have the curved butt pad, which I think is an absolute must for comfortable shooting. They have the Overwatch top rail, which raises it to the same height as the AR-15 so that you can use like the same height rings and iron sights with a comfortable cheek weld. To top it off, they also have the Hammerhead Palmer Forend, which includes an M-Lock mounting points all around for your accessories and a mount for the one-inch diameter flashlights with pressure switches. So you can check all of this out at manicorearms.com. Remember to use the code AVAROCKS15. That's all one word. That's going to get you 15% off your entire order. Stupid, funny, cool, interesting, awesome, as f- Never mind. AF. Today's AF segment. Sorry, Ukraine. Miami buyback is a bust. The city of Miami hosted a gun buyback event this last weekend under false pretenses that the guns would be sent to Ukraine to help them fight the Russians. I actually think I did see this. They called the event Guns for Ukraine, which they knew would be impossible before the event took place. It's illegal for the Miami Police Department to export firearms or ship to the Ukraine since they do not have an export license. Any such attempt to ship guns to foreign country would be a violation of federal law, specifically the International Traffic and Arms Regulation, ITAR, and it would also violate Florida state law, which defines what police can do with weapons that are in their control. They can only use the weapons, loan them to another law enforcement agency, destroy them or sell them, and any money raised must go to the state treasury for state school funds. False pretenses of shipping the guns to Ukraine aside, the buyback was definitely not a success for gun grabbers. Journals for the Second Amendment Foundation were repeatedly pushed back so that they couldn't observe as the day dragged on, and it became clear that the turnout was very poor. Kevin Sona, who was there to cover it for SAF, was observing from a public sidewalk near the parking lot and was never on private property. He said they must have moved away eight to ten times. We'd seen them with a roll of crime scene tape and know that we were getting pushed back again. 
why did they keep pushing them back? Sona said that he believes they pushed us back because they didn't want us to document the failure of this event. Sona was there for the entire event and estimated a total of 10 to 15 guns total were brought back. Most were old single shot bolt action rifles or shotguns and several homemade firearms. One of which, if you look at the picture in the show notes, includes a rubber brand on the hammer and doesn't look like it would function at all. He did not see a single AR, AK or other battle worthy weapon worthy of shipping to Ukraine. Miami police later claimed they recovered more than 60 firearms and released a photo of an officer with an AK on social media. Even if they did actually collect that many, which they couldn't have based on witnesses, the city definitely won't be sending any to help the Ukraine. What a weird way to advertise that, to say that the buyback is helping Ukrainians. That is the craziest story I've ever heard. I was just complaining in the background. You just couldn't hear me. Oh, (laughs) Yeah, sorry. This is crazy to me that they – how did they not know that this was wrong? I know. It's so weird. And then to just assume that people don't already know what those laws are. I mean, I don't know. I mean, if it was that easy, then IWI would be able to import all – you know, I mean, I don't know. It's just – it's so weird. But – Crazy story. I I wouldn't have believed it if I hadn't seen it. I know. I know, because I do remember seeing something like this, and I was like, that's interesting. And then if nothing else, okay, let's say that they were able to ship these guns to Ukraine. They're essentially trying to deter violence by shipping these guns over to promote violence. Right. You know? Right. I mean, obviously, it would essentially be, I guess, different violence, but still, it's just a very weird concept. And whoever came up with that should definitely be fired. Agreed. Yeah. And they should be held to the same standard that that we would be. I know. I know, even though they never are and it's frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, it is time to wrap up. So iTunes reviews, really appreciate you guys putting out reviews. First review is jsmoke666. Awesome. Five stars. Very entertaining and informative. Not a ditzy gun bunny talking out of her backside about something she knows nothing about. Honest and impartial reviews of products. I look forward to every episode. Rest in peace, Tickles. Peaches, you have a big collar to fill. Better step up your game. I appreciate that. Ranger Boyd, full of info, five stars. News and information on all things firearms related has become a must listen to show every week. All right. So, Paul, out of those two, the first or the second, I want you to pick a lucky winner. The second one. All right. Ranger Boyd, contact me. Just go to gunfunny.com, click on the contact us form, and send me a good address to send out the prize pack. And on that note, guys, we are wrapping up. If you guys enjoy the show and you want to support it, you should consider becoming a Patreon. You can do so at patreon.com or you can go to gunfunny.com and click on the support the show link and make a donation. Blown Deadline has given away a $300 gift certificate to a lucky Patreon for an awesome Cerakote job. So if you don't want to pay CMMG $2,000 for a product that's similar to Boxtrop Mike, you can buy Foxtrot Mike, become a patron, possibly win the $300 gift certificate. And there you go. You have an awesome Cerakote job. See what I did there, Paul? <laughs> so good. So good. You are connecting all the dots. Yeah, no I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and there you go. And then you, you know, still saved like $1,300. All right. And I also wanted to thank the $25 Patreons who are Corbin Bonafide, Iraq Veteran, 8888, Sake Holsters, Justin Paulson, Jason Anderson, Sportsman's Guide, Daniel Treadwell, Keith Callamore, Daniel Lee, 
Nick Theodosian, and Melissa Ridings. And then King of the Patreon is still Jon Snow. And on that note, Paul, I really appreciate your time. I'm so thankful to finally get you on the show and even just have the opportunity to get your products in my hands. It's been definitely fun. Can you just remind listeners once again where they can find your products and follow you on social media? So we're on Instagram under Foxtrot Mike Products, the longest handle in the world. <laughs> and our website is fm-products.com. Uh, more current, more engaging content on Instagram. Foxtrot Mike Products are available at Classic Firearms, AIM Surplus, Brownells, Primary Arms. Optics Planet sells everything but the lowers. I think I'm forgetting some people. I apologize. But most of the direct-to-consumer distributors, you can find our products, Brownells, Primary Arms, AIM, Classic, Firearms, etc. Awesome. All right, cool. All right, and on that note, guys, I will see you next week. Ava, thanks so much. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. Want to send feedback? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact.